Well, that was a fun weekend. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. Great to be with you on this Monday. A lot to get to. We do this every single weekday. Covering your Cincinnati Reds on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com for a lot of exclusive articles. Every single podcast. You can subscribe to this, by the way, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And wherever you get your podcast, just a quick programming note. We will not have a podcast on Wednesday. It's July 4th. It's Independence Day. Hopefully you are off. Hopefully you get to enjoy it with your family. But uh, we'll be right here, right back at it Thursday and Friday of this week to uh, cover and talk Reds baseball. That was a fun weekend. And uh, I was at – I actually got to take in – a Reds game from a suite on Friday, and obviously the Reds lost Friday. They lost the first two to Milwaukee and took it. It took the next two, won the next two, split with the first place Brewers. And to me, the the cool part uh, about the the suite was uh, why well, I'd never been in one. <laughs> the the bartender because there's a bartender and it's just it's really classy for me. Like, I, and I'm not not that I, I try not to be classy, but I had never been in anything like that before. And uh, the bartender's like, so you radio guys, do you get this all the time? And I'm like, dude, never, <laughs> never, ever. This is the first time. And uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, it was a, what a way to, to take in a baseball game. The Reds lost that game. But then they rebounded. The games I didn't go to on Saturday, Sunday, they won both of those. And I want to discuss what's happened because these Reds now, they've won 14 of 19. They're 33-30 and 30 since their franchise worst start to a season at 3-18. and 18. They're 33-33 and 33 under Jim Riggleman. They're 28-21 and 21 since they started the season 8-27. and 27. And it's just, it is crazy to think about. Yesterday, uh, Jose Peraza hits a grand slam. They have nine grand slams this season. Nine. And it is crazy. That's crazy to me. And yesterday was a lot of fun because right away they jumped on the Brewers, sent nine to the plate in the first inning, got three runs, sent nine to the plate in the sixth inning, added on to that, including that grand slam from Jose Peraza. They win 8-2. to two. They split the four-game series. And they had 20 runs on 25 hits the final two games in those two wins. Um, a lot that I want to discuss. I want to discuss Matt Harvey. Uh, I also want to hear from Jim Riggleman. Here's Reds manager Jim Riggleman on the win, on the Reds' hot streak, because that's what it is, man. 14 of 19, that's hot. Uh, Matt Harvey and so much more. This is Jim Riggleman, the Reds' interim manager with reporters after the game. Well, we've just been getting better at bats, and it happens to be uh, men on base. But uh, a lot of guys, you know, um, throughout, the, you know, the guys – hitting the grand slams a couple times it's been the pitchers of course but uh, our position players have really uh, taken to the work that Don Long and Tony Jaramillo were putting in and um, you know we're, we're seeing the dividends. Peralta came into this game red hot and granted it's a small sample but he'd only given up runs in one game to get to him early like that how important was that? Well we were really uh, both uh, concerned to see him and, and really anxious to see him because his numbers were so so strong in the league so far so um you know, he, he showed us why. I mean, that was a pretty gutsy performance to go 40-plus pitches in the first inning and then come back there and, and regroup and uh, threw some great pitches. But uh, we, we really um, made him work in the first inning. We had some great at-bats, and, um, 
you know, he's he's a guy who I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot through the rest of the year. Matt Harvey was cruising, pitch, pitch efficient. Uh, how disappointing was it to see that rain come when he could have probably gone much deeper? Very disappointing because uh, he, he was throwing the ball outstanding. He had everything working, and, um, you know, that um, – the last hit he gave up, he, he really couldn't feel the ball. You know, it was so slippery at that point. Uh, so the umpires made a good call, but uh, Miller stuck it out there and got a hit, and that kind of ended his day. But um, uh, Matt was outstanding, and, and I, you know, we all kind of feel like he's just gotten better and better every start. To be able to come back and take the last two from a very good Brewers team, that's got to make you feel good, especially the way you guys hit. Yeah, they got a good ball club, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where we know we can play with these guys, you know, these, these teams who are uh, first place in their respective divisions. But, um, you know, we, we got to go through those guys. we gotta, we got to win our share against them and uh, proud of our guys the way, been, the way that we've been going about it. That's Reds manager Jim Riggleman yesterday after the Reds 8-2 to win over the Brewers. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how well things are going right now. They had a pitcher hit three home runs last week. And Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen now four of six with three bombs, six RBIs, including a grand slam this year. They've had six grand slams in the last seventeen games. They ha- they lead the major uh, major leagues right now with nine grand slams. That ties the the club record for grand slams. Two thousand two, they had the club record uh, of nine. That ties it. Um, back in two thousand two, Jason Larue had two of them. Todd Walker had two. Adam Dunn, Jose Guillen, Austin Kearns, Kelly Stinnett, and Reggie Taylor all had grand slams. This year, Adam Duvall has two of them. Scooter Jeanette, Eugenio Suarez, Joey Votto, Jesse Winker, Anthony DiScalfani, Michael Lorenzen, and Jose Peraza. That's crazy. And uh, this, courtesy of Stats.com, the nine grand slams before the All-Star break matched the 2010 Yankees for most in Major League Baseball history. This, uh, it was great. It was, it, honestly, it was just a, a great, it's going about as well as could be, well as could be expected. And I described it today on ESPN 1530. I have a show every single day, noon to one, uh, on ESPN 1530. And it, it's interesting because to me, what it is, it, is it's, it's the day where everything is going right. Like, have you ever had a stretch at work like that? Or just a day. Usually it's a day for me because, come on, it's hard for everything to go right. But right now, everything's going right. They're getting RBIs from the pitcher, home runs from a a relief pitcher, a guy who literally there was discussions, oh, should he play outfield? Should he start to play more? Should he pinch hit more regularly? And the answer to the latter is, yeah, he should probably get more pinch hits. Certainly a weapon, Michael Lorenzen. And so to me, this is uh, very interesting. It is. And the most interesting thing, the biggest takeaway from yesterday wasn't the win. It was what the Dark Knight did. And we'll get to that next on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. And Matt Harvey was great yesterday. Just dealt. In five and two-thirds innings, six strikeouts, only two hits, and 68 total pitches. And if it wasn't for the damn rain. So it starts raining, and it's a rain delay for nearly an hour. So they don't put Matt Harvey back in, rightfully so. He was dealing yesterday, pitching very well. Here's Matt after the game. It's the best I've felt in a long time. So it was, um, you know, one of those where you can kind of smell a, a CG going or, or at least, you know, getting deep into a game and, and pretty much in control the whole time. So it was, 
disappointing, but um, you know, I'm happy about the outing and, and uh, another another Reds win. And the best part about this, to be honest, we're in July. Look, it's July 2nd, and he's going to have a couple more starts now. Um, every fifth, I'll say four without looking at this, get probably four to five more starts in a Reds uniform. You need him to keep this up, up his value. Because if I'm a contending team in need of a fourth or fifth starter to really solidify my rotation, I'm looking at a guy like Matt Harvey. I'm looking at a guy who could be had, who won't be that expensive. And let me find his stats here. Let's look at his last four games, right? On June 15th at Pittsburgh, pitched five innings, gave up four hits, three earned runs. On uh, on June 21st, I said June 15th, I hope. June 15th, that was. On June 21st, a 6-2 win. The, The first of three wins in a row for Matt Harvey. He pitched six innings, gave up five hits, two earned runs. At Atlanta, June 26th, Pitched six and two-thirds innings, six hits, one earned run. Yesterday, third win in a row. Improves the four and five on the year. Five and two-thirds innings, two hits, zero earned runs, six strikeouts. His ERA in that time during those five starts has dropped from 5.97 to 4.91. It is crazy how much his ERA was nearly seven when the Reds acquired him. And it's dropped down significantly. So I, I just, and I might have that wrong. I might have looked at that wrong, that last part. But the fact that he's hot like that right now, think about that. Think about what we've seen from him the last four outings. That's 11, 17 and two-thirds, um, 22 and two-thirds, 23 and a, 23 and a third innings. He's given up. 17 hits, six earned runs in his last four starts. That's a guy that contending teams are going to be willing to give up something for. And I've heard, well, the Reds should resign him. Don't trade him. Fine. If you if you really want Matt Harvey back this offseason, and I wouldn't, but if you did, they could always trade him and get him back this offseason because he's a free agent. I wouldn't do that. He's 29. He's dealt with significant injuries. He's had significant injuries. He has. This is the first time he's flashed about in being good and been good through a short time period in quite some time. The Mets were done with him. Remember that we got him. The Reds got him, not we, but the Reds got him for Devin Mazzarocco. You know, so they got him for Devin Mazzarocco. That isn't something that is. Uh, it's not like Devin Mazzarocco was getting much in return, had much value. So if you're the Reds, I think the most interesting thing here when it comes to Matt Harvey, obviously you want him to get the wins. You also want him to continue to have success because the more success he has, the more value he could potentially have before the trade deadline on July 31st. The Reds, they don't get a break. They take on the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox in town tonight. White Sox 29-54. and How great would it be? To get three over the White Sox here. And I know it's hard to sweep a team. Luis Castillo on the mound tonight going up against James Shields. I would love it. James Shields comes in 3-9 and nine on the year. He's thrown 107 innings. Has a 4.29 earned run average. Luis Castillo comes in 5-8 and eight on the season with a 5.85 earned run average. If they could somehow get it going. 
if they could somehow get back into like think about it. if they could win three here now we're talking and i know it's hard to do and they could easy, just as easily lose tonight but uh i would love to see it because it would be if they do that and they were able to get three from the white Sox, which isn't crazy it isn't i mean they're bad they're, they've won 29 games um then you're talking about a team that at least is showing signs of getting back to 500 right like and you're talking about like you're looking ahead to the All Star break and the All Star break coming up, and uh, if they could surge into it, that would be great. It's hard to continue a surge for you know six weeks, and that's what it would need to be. But uh, the White Sox come in for three here, then they go at the Cubs July sixth, seventh, and eighth, and then they go at Cleveland at St. Louis. So getting these against the White Sox are going to be good uh, or, or kind of crucial because at Chicago. That's a playoff team. At Cleveland, certainly a playoff team. At St. Louis, they plan on being a playoff team. And then they return home for Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Philadelphia. So these Reds, they got a shot. And it starts tonight. I hope I hope they can do it. You can get three. And I know it's, it's a lot to ask for three, but if you can get three here, it really puts them in a good position. I've said that a lot, but uh, it's because I'm getting your hopes up. The Reds, by the way, as a team, they're now hitting 257. They have 88 home runs as a team. 387 total runs scored this year. That's 61 more than the White Sox. They're hitting 14 points better than the White Sox at the plate. Even their their ERA as a team is at 4.66, which is a tenth of a run better than the White Sox. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you also check out LockedOnReds.com. And until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Have a great night. Hopefully the Reds win. This has been the Locked On Reds Podcast.